Hello and welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 37. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So we've got a great guest on the show this week, Rosie Aiello. Rosie is an award-winning entrepreneur, best-selling author, and transformational leader. Rosie is a champion of entrepreneurs and professionals, as supporting them to realize their dreams and vision with clarity and focus. She loves defeating productivity black holes and small business overwhelm, just like she loves her pasta. Well, that's that's a, that's a that's a good combination all in all. When she's now when she's not empowering others, she loves to dance, make gingerbread creations at Christmas time, and give hugs. What an introduction that is! So, Rosie, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much. It's so much. I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. We um we had a, a lovely call the last. I can't even remember how many weeks ago or even months ago it was when we last spoke. But it is great to have you on the show. And I wonder if you could just explain your journey through the entrepreneurial world that's got brought you to this point today. Well, it's <laughs> I'm gonna say that I'm probably not the typical entrepreneur in there are if there even is one, right? <laughs> yeah. I we break the molds. <laughs> I, I call the reluctant entrepreneur. I wasn't somebody who just like was going to, you know, thought about it my whole life. I had lived overseas for um, almost 25 years, and when I came back, it's like, okay, what are you going to do with your life, Rosie? And everyone says, oh, you've got all these great, these great um, skills and knowledge and languages and all this stuff. But I came back in 2009, and if, um, I don't know how it was in the rest of the world, but in the United States, it was like the Great Recession. Yeah. And I was older, there were no jobs um, for, you know, at least I didn't think for my age. So literally, it was easier to um, start my own business, become an entrepreneur, rather than write my resume. <laughs> but these are true confessions here, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then once I got into it, it's like it was a whole new world. And I loved learning, and I think I may be different from other people as well. I love being in front of people. I love teaching and helping them transform, and that's just been the fuel for my my journey as I, I've been growing, and um, I've just loved doing that. It's just a passion that I can't get out of my bones. So put me in front of an audience. I will be so happy <laughs> and what is the what is the area where you, that you specialize in how do you help entrepreneurs what is it that you that you actually do so i've been helping entrepreneurs really what i call end their business overwhelm and this because when you're an entrepreneur especially if you've been working in corporate or some firm and it's like oh god i can't stand it and now you're now you're an entrepreneur and you say yay i have all this time and yeah. then it's like oh I have all this time that I just lost. Yeah. Right. The day slips through because now there isn't that structure that maybe you weren't aware of. Maybe we're almost fighting. But now, as an entrepreneur, it's really key on how to manage yourself, get the things done, 
so you can really make a profitable business. After all, you're you want to serve, but you want to make money at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I suppose it's that challenge because a lot of them, a lot of people that I, certainly that I work with, they go into that. They want to start their own business because they're. You know that well. We are a, a different breed entrepreneurs. We 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 are that creative. We don't we like breaking rules, all of those sort of things, and quite a few of them like breaking from that structure. But yet they find out very quickly that they need to come back to it to give them some sort of order. Yes, that's exactly it. And so I work with a lot of people. I call my creatives, and it's just exactly what you're saying. It's just like. You know, just, you know, stab me in the heart when you use the word system or structure <laughs> until I, you know, show them that it's that is really what's going to give you the freedom. And I'm very much about, you know, the freedom, your time, freedom, your money, freedom, your enjoyment, freedom. Your, you, you create these. It's not like it just happens. Mm. And it happens by, by how you what you focus on, what's your priority and making your life easier and systems and strategies or what's going to make your life easier, not put you in a box. Yeah, It's just the contrary. But yeah. it's, a, it's a mindset, and then they have to kind of go into it a little bit. It's like, oh, this stuff really does work. <laughs> and can you, could you share some strategies that you have found really useful that um, possibly some of the listeners may find as well? Sure. Um, so my whole, you know, I will – share little bits and pieces about my system. Mm. Um, I call it getting to your next big leap, you know, because okay. we're always doing a big leap. And it's composed of your purpose, the purpose pillar, your productivity pillar, and what I call the power pillar. Okay. So for example, under the purpose pillar, besides knowing that, which is super critical, and knowing your vision um, and goals and tasks, it's kind of doing it in that order. Mm. Just going towards, let's just talk about goals, for example, or really, you know, any of them is, is having, uh, I always help my clients. We're holistic. You know, we're, we're, I don't ever, ever focus just on your business, but mm. you know, what are your money goals? What are your relationship goals? And the relationship could be personal or it could be your business goals. What are your health and what I call fun goals and maybe spiritual and religion, uh, religious goals. Because if you focus only on one goal, um, you're going to feel incomplete somewhere else and it, sh it will show up. It's, it's something that if you oppress it or press it down or pretend it's not important because I have to work or whatever, it's going to bubble up and you're going to start to um, break down in some shape or form. And one of the key things that I find that people have trouble with is that uh, one, they don't set goals. And there's all kinds of ways. I'm not going to go into the details that there's the smart goals, but I, I don't follow all of that. No. But there's, um, you know, having your purpose and your vision. But what people end up doing is that they keep everything in their head. They think, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Or they might verbalize it, but rarely do they write these down. Hmm. And nothing can be, you can't focus or measure when something is not written down. And then that's not even enough. Like people say, hey, Rosie, I got my goals written down. They're in this really pretty binder, you know, this pretty notebook. And then they never look at them. Yeah. And I go, that doesn't work. Literally, my goals are in front of me right above my screen. So it's in direct contact. And I have my goals talk to me every day. I talk to them. Okay, Rose, you wrote that down. What are you doing about it? Hmm. 
Is that important? And and I'll have all four categories. You, you said you wanted to, to um, you want to get in that pink suit again, Rosie? Are you are you exercising? <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I suppose there's a, and I suppose you bring up a couple of good things. So, and this is, I think this is what resonated with both of us when we started talking. Is number one is the holistic approach, because I think so often you you go into the businesses and you they they go okay, well we need help with this this and this because this is this is what's going to fix it, and they dismiss the what I would call the softer skills. Mm-hmm. And look at the hard skills. So they're what about you know? I want to be more productive in marketing, sales, or or whatever it is. But actually, they they completely miss the 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 trick. And really, the the fundamental platform of it is where the softer skills come into it. In order to, I wouldn't say shear up, but in order to maintain that stability and that fundamental foundation that takes them to where they want to go, and they have to. Too many people dismiss that. They 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 don't want to go onto the soft skills because, well, it takes a little bit of courage to deal with the soft skills and it takes a, a bit of honesty and authenticity and humility to work on them. They'll much prefer to go into those other ones because it's it's in some ways easier, but actually by no way means less powerful than actually the softer skills. This is so true because we're not one-dimensional. No. And to think and to approach life and your business as that is 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 a gross error. Mm. Um, and to only think about the numbers and everything else. I I had a client who was a uh, not was is a high powered uh, attorney, mm. and we had she we've been working for quite a while, and and she was, um, you know, we worked on how she managed her staff and her own beliefs uh, surprising like I always tell my attorneys it's like you know you defend somebody else but I'm going to defend you um, they're just like anybody else and their weaknesses yeah but this one particular attorney um, was a uh, was a woman hmm. in her 30s and she had put on her little goals chart that she wanted to have a baby so I you know we were talking all about this other stuff and I said you know How's that going for you? You know, I mean, is that still a priority for you? Just checking in. And she had to really reflect Mm. and say, yes, it is. I go, okay, I'm just checking in Mm. because everyone is waiting to get ready. I'm waiting for to make so much money before I do this. I'm waiting until um, the kids uh, are in school. I'm waiting until they graduate high school. I'm waiting. Well, I think I'll wait until they graduate from college or all this waiting. And, you know, uh, you call it an exceptional life. I call it extraordinary. I love it. It's mm. both ease, but we're, yeah, yeah. it's really creating a whole full life. It is, yeah. And yeah. she had a baby and she said, she wrote me the most beautiful thank you note that I'll just never forget mm. for helping her start her family. I mean. Yeah. Amazing gift. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing is, is you, you look at it, because the other interesting thing you've said is you talk to your goals. And I think that's, it's one of the things is, is I often talk about the, you know, being a good self coach. So mm-hmm. it's about asking yourself the right questions to bring rather than having always relying on someone else, because, you know, obviously being a coach myself, I highly recommend you having a coach from an external point of view but I think Mm -hmm. by training yourself to be an internal coach an internal good coach 
and asking yourself those right questions that constantly push you and pull you to challenge yourself on a daily basis is also really a key thing as well. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And that's, and that's the whole thing, you know, we're not, you know, I'm constantly learning and, and, you know, what good is it if we learn and read and, you know, uh, study from other coaches and then we don't ever apply what we've learned. Yeah, right. Absolutely. We have, but it's never enough as we know, because we always, you know, fall off the path, as I say, but, you yeah. know, once you start learning these skills and strategies, one, you, it's always first creating, creating the awareness, mm. right? It always starts with awareness. And then it's not, it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to always be perfect. I'm always be productive and I always be focused, you know, which is just hogwash. It's never mm. going to happen because we're human beings. Yes. But when you recognize how, when you're doing it, it's like, oh yeah. And then you have the skills to what I say, get back on the path. Then you can get back on the path faster and stay on it longer. It's yeah. not that you'll never fall off of it. No. And that's the key. Yeah. And I this think. and this is the benefit of constantly reflecting on your goals mm -hmm. and understanding your your vision and your path. Is exactly. because the more you reflect on them, the more you review them, you identify quicker when you're off. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant. So one of the other pillars you talked about was the was it the productivity or product productive pillar? Yeah. Yeah, I have the productivity pillar, and then I have the power pillar. Okay, so, so could you share anything on um, with either of them? Yeah, you know, I want to share one of my favorite ones under my productivity pillar, and we've already pillar. We've already sort of touched upon it, but okay. I want to really share a pretty hot item about okay. about um, creating systems. Again, we talked about ah, yeah. systems. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. just like. But what happens is that when you don't have systems. You know, you're creating a lot of unnecessary work. And that's what kind of mm. leads to overwhelm. Yeah. Just like if you don't have goals, it'll lead to overwhelm. So this is a really key area where, because you're just, because there is so much to do, right? There yeah. is so much to do. So my solution to that is like what I call is like create a simple, sexy system. Mm -hmm. And you, when you make it fun, it's just, and you know, it's going to be easy and it's going to help you. It's just like things just go so much smoother. Uh, for example, a recipe is a system, right? It's just yes. a list of ingredients, how you put it together to get the result that you want. Mm -hmm. And I think recipes are pretty cool. Yeah. A checklist is a system. Yeah. You know, a system doesn't have to be complicated. No. And one thing I want to share, and this really truly is like a million dollar idea or tip. I'll do the drum roll now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that is create the system while you are doing it, while you yeah. are writing. If you're doing anything that you know is going to be repetitive, mm -hmm. if you're going to write to more than two people, create a template. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be sharing uh, a, a, a talk or a script, you know, something like that, write it down. If you are going to be like when I make my presentations, I create a checklist of everything that I need to take. When I first created it, it had a few things on it. Then when I remembered what I forgot or what I brought but hadn't written down, I created it. I don't just sit there and think, okay, what do I need to do? Because your mind is not in it. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a chore. Mm -hmm. But why, just now, of course, this is becoming aware that, oh, I'm doing something. I'm going to be doing something more than once. So ask yourself, what do I do more than once? Yeah. When, and create a system. And it just, 
it makes it so much easier. Does it take a little bit more extra time initially? But this is an investment that will pay off a million fold. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I think it was beginning of last year. I do um, what I call productivity experiments. So mm-hmm. I I talk about I talk to my clients about you know look at what you're doing it and do some sort of productivity experiment to see how more efficient you can be, and then record what you do. So two reasons: one, as you said, is is make life easier, reduce the amount of energy you're using, and and turn it into a simplified thing. But also, if you ever come to that point of delegation, you've got that process recorded, so you can then deliberately give it over to someone and they know step by step what they're doing kind of like um in the uk we have uh, you probably have it over there but it's like a an uh, it's called iso 9000 so a quality standard and everything's mm-hmm. documented so by doing that you can just go into it and go okay that's how i do that and bang it's off but by doing those sort of productivity experiments you very quickly see what works and what doesn't work and i mean one of my ones that i talk about when i um do presentations or when i'm working with clients is i worked out how long it took me and how much time out of my month just making cups of tea did i mean obviously i'm english so it's something that just comes along with us as a mug of tea um but it's but it's you sat down and i worked out that i lost nearly a day of productivity when i added up how many times i make a cup of tea during the day so it wasn't until I did the experiment, I said, right, well, how do I fix that? And I saved myself a whack load of time by just moving the cup of tea upstairs. Still important to have breaks and everything like that. But just right. by moving the kettle upstairs and buying a different type of kettle, I saved myself one working day a month. So it's crazy when you take the time to stop and go, how can I be more effective and efficient? What you can actually do. Yeah, and I and I love that. And... You know, the key thing here, and you touched upon it, is that this is why these things need to be written down, mm. because you can never improve or adjust or tweak something that's in your head. No, no. Right? It has to be written down. That's why once you, and it doesn't have to be perfect. No. You know, people say, oh, I've got to write it. It's just like, just get it out of your head onto the paper, and then you can just tweak it. Like, yeah. I'm doing emails or thing. I'll just write. And I go, and by the fifth iteration of the template, you know, I'm just it's constant little improvements. Yeah. But I would have never been able to make those improvements if I hadn't done it the first time. No, absolutely. I know um, one system I use. Uh, well, a couple of systems that I use on the Mac is I use something called Hazel, um, mm-hmm. and it's an automated. Well, I guess it's an automated system, so it does things. So if I put something into a folder, it will automatically copy to other locations and it will rename them and it will do everything. And it's just saves so much time because then I'm I'm not wasting energy on stuff that's simple. It's it's been turned into an automated process. So it's it's just looking at those things and it fascinates me how much time you can save. Yeah. It, 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 it is. And, you know, and for me, you know, time, you know, obviously being in this, yeah. era, this industry is like, you know, your life is so yeah. precious. It is, yeah. You know, I, it's not a dress rehearsal. No. And what can you do? What can we do to really be able to create that extraordinary life? And by implementing these simple little tools and strategies um, that can, that are easy, they can be made easy. Mm. Um and to free up an hour here, an hour there, is so critical. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the golden rule is, is when you save your time, 
think about how you're going to use that to save time. Don't just throw more work into the mix. Make mm. sure you're balancing between the work and the life bit because so often you can save time and people will just throw, well, that means I can quadruple the amount of work I do. But they're not stopping and thinking about the rest of their life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, on this goals template that I have, you know, it has, you know, different categories. It's like, yay, I have more time maybe to meditate, to read, yeah. to take that walk, to exercise, to call my mother, my sister, my brother, yeah. you know, whatever it is, maybe to have a better relationship, you know, maybe it's, it's again, mm. looking at the whole, the whole person and yeah. not just a piece. Oh, fantastic. And just the final, the final pillar was the power pillar. What, what, um, what sort of do, do you teach when it comes to that sort of um, philosophy? So the, the power pillar really is about you as a person. So it's, it's composed of the brain, the mind, and the body, because there's so many things now that we can do to power up our brain and power up our mind hmm. and really to power up our body. And I'm a big believer. All of these pillars are, um, even though they're separate by being a pillar, that means it's a foundation, but they need to be fully integrated at all times. Hmm. And if you are, as a human being, are not fully functioning, you won't be able to be productive. And if you're not productive, you won't be able to fulfill your purpose and your vision. So one, one thing that I'd like to share, um, and there's just so many, but it, it's, it's something that you know, right? Most of these things we know, it's right. Yeah. It's a matter of, do we implement them? But I'm just going to focus on the body because it's the easiest thing right now. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have energy or you're lacking energy, it's really easy to become overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Uh, think we react, uh, we're more sensitive. Maybe maybe somebody gets grouchy, right? Yeah. All of that leads to overwhelm. But one of the, you know, so you keep pushing your body. You keep pushing your body. And then I say, well, can you, do you ever run your car on fumes? Right? The car will not run on fumes, yet we seem to think that we can run on fumes. And one way that you can easily take care of your body is, and you can do it right now, but I wouldn't advise the second, is sleep. Yep. Getting adequate sleep. Yep. Um, to me, it's sacred, mm. and studies have shown you need at least seven or more hours of sleep. And people will say, oh, Rosie, you know, I only need four to five. <laughs> and I say, that's maybe because that's all you you can get. You know, that's, yeah. but your body is, has, is playing a, an important role mm. while your you are sleeping, your body is repairing and restoring itself. And when you deprive your body of repairing and restoring, you're depriving your body of doing its function. And that's going to, that's going to hurt you in the long run and mm. create more stress and less productivity and just an overall poorer health. Yeah. Um, and to- if you can't totally sleep agree. well, then, you know, get help. Find somebody. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's the thing is, and I think is is um, it's there's there's so many things that people people dismiss, and like they use well, lack of sleep as a as um, a badge of honor, or yeah. they use that they use that that area of time that they would normally sleep as a resource of time to do more work, and they people don't understand. In fact, there was a study done. Um, and I cannot remember the name of the study, but it kind of like said that if you only have four to five hours a night, it is the equivalent of um, having 
two um, large pints of beer. Yes. Um, I can't remember there, the name of it. Well, there was a study done, done by Ariana Huffington. And, mm. you know, based on her studies, it's like if you have six or fewer hours of sleep, 10 continuous nights, it's like being legally drunk. So it's yeah. almost the same. Almost the same, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah. And that's the thing yeah. is, is people just don't, that don't grasp it. It is that, it is, a, as you say, it's, it's a sacred thing. And I used to be, you know, I just used to go, well, little sleep, it doesn't really matter. I'll, you know, I'll, that bravado attitude. And it wasn't until I was ill and recovered that I realized how important that sleep was to recharge my batteries, both both cognitive energy and physical energy, you know, to do so many different things. And, you know, what I always say is there's a reason why they use sleep deprivation as a torture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because your mm-hmm. body requires it. And when they take it away from you, it does things to you. And, you know, and that's why. And also, I suppose, is if you look into the animal kingdom, even gazelles in the middle of the savannah that are hunted by every, everything that's moving have to sleep. So it shows that even in the animal kingdom, sleep is a key commodity that they require. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's understanding those requirements and using them to the best of your ability to maximize your productivity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in all these little elements we've discussed mm. today, you know, these elements of, of overwhelm, you know, leads to, to distress. And, yeah. you know, the stress not only leads to lack of focus, but it, it damages your health. And, um, you we've know, we've got so the, much yeah, in common, Rosie. Young, I'm sorry. We've got so much in common. I know. Yes. You know, I can, I can talk for hours, right? Yeah. And I just, it's just that I'm just such a big believer of this. And, yeah. You know, of course, the younger you are, you think, oh, you know, you you can do yeah. anything, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's only later on when you you're a little bit more mature. And I'm I'm just hoping that even the younger listeners will take this to heart because yeah. it's it is critical. I mean, I know I used to to work really long hours too, and yeah. but the the sleep. Uh, I mean, I can go on to so many things. Yeah. It's just it's so important to take care of this body of yours. Absolutely, and you know very well. Totally agree. Hey, would you like to find out some more strategies about increasing your performance at work and boosting your fulfillment in life? If you're looking for strategies and techniques to help you do that, to take your business and your life to the next level, to create and live that exceptional life, then why not join me on my webinar, Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts? Yep, you heard it, people. That's exactly what I'm going to help you do. It's about maximizing your potential and increasing that level of fulfillment in your life. All you need to do is go to www.successiq.co.uk, register for the webinar, and I look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Have an amazing day. Okay, so now we come to the really cool bit, the bit that I really love, which is the question time. So, Rosie, you are on the chair, and we are going to ask you a set of questions that I ask every single guest on the show um, really to identify common threads, certain traits that um, my guests have. And um, I suppose, realistically, I'm a little bit nosy. Um, so, okay, so question number one is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Um, I probably spend about four to five hours, meaning okay. pretty much almost an hour a day on average. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I can expand or or whatever. So no, that's just... perfect. That's that's absolutely perfect. I mean, well, actually, let's just expand it a little bit. Is that a mixture of reading audio programs, webinars, or whatever, or is there a specific video, format? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's okay. what I was going to say. It's okay. a combination. Okay. Mm-hmm. The question number two is: What is your favorite personal development book, and why? And it doesn't have to be a traditional personal development book. It's just something that's helped you grow. Um, you know, I'm a prolific reader, so that's almost like a very difficult question <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, actually, it's a book I read not too long ago, and it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Oh, the master. Yeah. Um, it's extremely profound and deeply touching how when you keep to your your core why, it yeah. will help you stay focused on what's important to you, your clients and those around you. I mean, it really, it just forces you to stay connected to your vision, and your message. So I really yeah. highly recommend that. No, no, it's brilliant. And the, the TED talk is, is absolutely phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. Brilliant. Okay. So the next question is, is what is your favorite app? My new favorite app, which I've been using for a couple of years now, but still, <laughs> is Zoom. It's Z O O M. Do you know it? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, I just love it. Yeah, because then you can see people and you can connect, especially with these distances. It's just like you're not so far away anymore. That need to no. connect. Yeah. No, I think it's it's um it's one of those things that it also um from a from a coaching point of view, it also expands the your reach as well. Because yes. no longer do you have to just have someone in your geographical location. You can choose, you know, to work with anyone else in the world as long as they speak your language. Exactly. So, yeah. Brilliant. I love okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number four is, what is your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Okay. So, you know, Jeff, that no one has the biggest mistake. No, I know. Like, I know. Which is one of the biggest yeah. mistakes. Yes. But... <laughs> Um, I think for me, you know, it was like trying to learn too much too fast instead of focusing. And then of course, what do I create? I call a program called the focus formula, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, to really, you know, focus on the right actions. And I think, you know, many entrepreneurs have this desperation to make lots of money fast and they, Mm. and they don't, and they go on into the, you know, something is wrong with the mode and then spiral down. So it's really like just. You know, uh, not necessarily being singularly focused, you'll have multiple things, but being singularly focused at the time Mm. and really focusing on an element of your business and being comfortable learning it and following through. Okay, brilliant. Excellent. Okay, question number five is what are your challenges in balancing work and life and how do you manage them? So for me, I... And I want to say I cringe at the word balance. Yeah, I like I prefer more integrate, but yeah. um, it's it's something that most I think it's a myth balancing. But right. you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean, and I think it's important that people understand because there's a mindset that automatically when you have balance, it's like oh, if I don't you know have an mm. equal you know working equally in life equally in this, then it there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And for me, it's actively choosing and being intentional how I choose my time. Hmm. And sometimes it can change day to day or week to week. So as long as I'm focused on being intentional on what I do, because sometimes I may work 10 hours a day. The next day I may say, okay, I worked a lot that day. I'm going to put a little bit more me time in. Yeah. 
as long as I'm, uh, those goals are talking to me. Hmm. See, I'm looking at those goals and, and that's my checklist. Hmm. You know, it's my, not my checklist. It's my, my check Mm -hmm. to see, okay, Rosie, what are you doing? You said you want all these. Are you just being a little bit too heavy? So I really take that holistic approach to my life. And I'm conscious, making conscious, intentional decisions all the time. Yeah, no, it's very. I think the word I I prefer most is harmony. Mm, for that, see, I love that because it's it's it is a sort of it's that. It, you could, get, I mean, th- just this topic alone, you could probably talk for about four or five hours on, because it's yeah. that it's that it, it's understanding. We call it work life balance, as if there's just two separate pots. But the truth of the matter is, is actually, as we start, as we talked about at the very beginning of the show, holistic means that life has got many pots and work has got many pots. So it's, but it's about harmonizing and bringing them into a, a, a better, I'm going to say balance again, but you know what I mean? It's, it's bringing them in together and working well to each with each other rather than fighting one with the other. Yeah, and it's really it's all it's, it's different from for different people, and it's different mm-hmm. depending on the, where you are in your life, and whether you're single, whether you're married, whether yeah. you're having children. It changes. Yeah, and yeah. to think that it's static is also, I think, um, a disservice to people to think it yeah. is. Yeah, because it's, as you say, they may think they're doing something wrong. Right. And it's it's not wrong. It's just a matter of adapting and and choosing choosing one at that specific moment. Okay, question number six is: What advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had had? No, sorry, that you wish you had known starting out. So you know, I kind of i I mentioned in the beginning that um, uh, you know I, I didn't grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. I wasn't one of somebody who who had the entrepreneur bug from a young age. Um, but um, I, I think you know even. As I was studying and following other coaches, I didn't have much confidence in my own abilities or who I was. And, um, you know, as I was learning them, their systems and strategies, what I was doing is I was actually trying to model them. And I just, it was like it wasn't working. I couldn't figure it out. And I realized that modeling them didn't feel right to me. So it was me actually trying to be someone else. Hmm which was impossible. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, learn the systems and skills from others, but don't try to speak like them or act like them or do business like them, which is what I was trying to do. I was trying mm. to fit myself. I go, it's just be you, which maybe sounds a little bit corny, but you got to really look and ask yourself what makes me come alive and feel good. Listen and listen to yourself and know I get, you know, it's mean maybe being authentic, which you got to kind of learn how to be authentic. I didn't know. Yeah. How do I become authentic? Mm. Um, but it, it's it a hard one, like, isn't it? It is. It was like because I didn't know anything. I go, oh, I have to be like them. Yeah. And it was no, yeah. because I wasn't connecting. That was the cost. I wasn't connecting with people and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I suppose because you, I mean, there's there's an element where people talk about modeling, but you only model aspects. You don't model the whole. And right. it's, you know, it's looking at it and going, well, okay, you know, so-and-so may do this really well, but mm-hmm. actually I prefer doing it like this. Well, that's fine. Just test the water, see how it goes. And if, you know, it doesn't resonate with your client base, then all right, there may have to be a tweak. 
but don't try and be some don't try and model someone else and be them because right. that you just will never be able to show up as them you know we're each and exactly. every one of us has got our own talents and and yeah brilliance and i guess we've just got to have the courage to let that out yeah and just say i'm really great at being rosy right yeah, absolutely there's only one rosy yeah. you know that's one of the great things okay so question number 7 is what is your definition of success? Okay. Well, I, I love this because I start every client session with them sharing their successes. And again, I tell them, you know, it can be business or personal. Mm. Because if you have a personal success, it's just as important in your life if you have a business expense, mm. a, a business success. Mm. And it doesn't matter whether it's big or small. Sometimes I tell my clients, you know, you got out of bed today. That was good. Because sometimes they're so overwhelmed, they just would stay under the covers. Mm. We have to recognize that. So for me, a success is what makes you what makes you feel like you've just done something a little bit differently that made you stretch a little bit differently. Mm. And it doesn't matter the size. Okay, yeah, cool. It's so, so important to just to reflect on that every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think is this also goes a little bit on with what we were talking about in the previous question. It's define your version. Yes. Don't don't go because we've all you know, many, many people do that. They read all of the, the great personal development books and we go, I want the jet, the castle, the cars, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And they go down that route and they get lost and they get more stressed and more overwhelmed because they're battling against the tide that's actually taking them in their direction. So by defining it early on and understanding what your definition of that success is mm -hmm. and having the vision and having the right goals that are going to take you down that path, it becomes a, well, I would, I would say easier in one aspect because you're not fighting the friction of trying to do something someone else's way. Yes. That's yeah. cool. Okay, so the final question is the life lesson question. So all you have to do, Rosie, is pick a number between 1 and 50, and whatever lesson that falls on, these are lessons that I've kind of like written up from, from my journey of recovery and starting my business. We see what number comes on. We will discuss it. And it is okay for you to disagree because it's a lesson, so you may have had a different one. So 1 between 50, please. 27. 27 is responsibility. So uh, this is always an interesting one because it amazes me how many people, and me being one of them uh, um, when, I, when I was recovering, don't take, aren't willing to take the responsibility or they mix it responsibility with blame. Yes. And I think is, is we, if anyone wants to change their circumstance... Only they have the power to choose. It isn't within someone else's power. It's within your power to choose. It may be a difficult choice to make, but it is always with it. It's their responsibility to change the direction they're traveling. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I loved how you started it, too, that, you know, it's, it's like, oh, well, it's not my fault. It's their fault that they did that. Yeah. And, and so then there's the blaming thing, which I think it's sort of like how we kind of grew up. And then mm. to, for me, it's really learning in this, you know, the whole personal development, professional development, you know, like what does responsibility mean? And, and like what you're saying, it's just like, 
I am lucky that I, I can actually take the action of how, how I'm going to behave now that I've had this happen to me or whatever. It's like, who's leading my life? Is it me or somebody else? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you lose your power of giving it to somebody else, then you, it's easy to fall into blame or victim mode. And then you can't move forward. Yeah, You're stuck. And taking responsibility means that you're, you're, you're directing your life. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's like you get to, to, to direct your life. It's the power pack. It's the thing that it's the thing that gives you the opportunity to change. It, you know, right. it's while you're saying it's them, it's them, it's the economy, it's whatever, is you are disempowering yourself and saying that your circumstances cannot be changed until they change. And actually by going, actually, no, I can make a change. Because in 2008, 2009, you know, whatever was going on, there were still businesses that were doing well. Right. And, and the difference, at least part of the difference, I believe, was is that they decided to take responsibility how can I change it now I have to admit hands in the air is I wasn't one of them I was kind of going woe is me what what the heck is going on the earth has just collapsed Mm -hmm. but it's just it's just by taking that responsibility and doing that you can create some amazing opportunities both in life work career you know whatever it is absolutely absolutely um and it's just, it's, it's, I'm glad we, I chose it. You know, I didn't know, obviously. No, <laughs> I know. Do you know what the amazing thing is, is when these pop up, I'm, I've, I've had guests email me going, are you sure these aren't pre-planned? And I promise you they are not. It's just, it's just, what, what's interesting is, is an awful lot of lessons have, have appeared in everyone else's life, which I find really interesting because this was just done on a whim for me going, okay, I'm just going to write down these lessons I was celebrating being well for 10 years. I thought, okay, I'm going to write them down and see what it is. And although I may describe them in a different way, actually the core lesson, there's an awful lot of people that have done it. And it's, 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 I find that fascinating. You know, responsibility is an easy one. I mean, that's in majority of personal development books you will find. But there was a reason why that one was for me. Um, and I think it's, I just think that they're, they're a really interesting when you start asking people about them and kind of just throwing those sort of things out, there's, there's all sorts of interesting ones that come up. And, and I think this one is just, it's, it's a lesson that, you know, it's, it, you never tire of hearing it or being reminded no. of it. No. I think uh, but, it's but, critical so, to be reminded of it. I think yeah. That's... But it's also a lesson that unfortunately more people need to do. Well, that's, and that's why I'm saying it. it's yeah. good that he, it's, it keeps yeah. getting set for exactly that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, brilliant. We've come to the the end of the interview, which is a shame. So, um, but could you share with our listeners um, how people could find out more about you um, and any uh, uh, products that they may be interested in? The floor is yours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this has <laughs> right. You need to make your a two-hour format, right? But yeah, <laughs> two hours. But the, we could go on. So um, I have a gift for everybody. You can go to uh, clearvistaconsulting.com forward slash gift, and it's just you know several seven steps to um, ending overwhelm and small business success. And it's a short read, but it's powerful. And people have told me they've gotten more done in one week than they have the prior six months by just reading that little book. Brilliant. 
so it's been uh, it's been pretty cool to to be able to share that with everybody. So again, it's just clearvistaconsulting.com forward slash gift. Okay. Now the other thing, um, if the readers, you know, the listeners are like, you know, I really have been having trouble with my focus and I'm all over the map and what are you talking about holistic and, and all parts of it. So I only did this for you, your group, Jeff, to oh, be honest you. with you. I just had this, this code done. Um, it's called, um, the URL is yourfocusformula.com, okay. yourfocusformula.com. And if your listeners really want to take it to the to the next level and you know learn five strategies to get focused, get it done and get profits in less time, the program is normally 1997. That's in dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1997. And if they put in the code um, FF as in focus formula. Yeah. Capital FF297. Yep. they can have it for $297. I thought okay. I would just offer that to them Brilliant. as a okay. another little bonus to okay. kind of get them going. Yeah. So they can, you know, I'll put all the links on the so on the on the show notes as well for you. Yeah. And social media can can we follow you on Twitter? Yes, it's Rosie Claire Vista. I'm in LinkedIn under Rosie Aiello, my my last name yeah okay and i'll put all them on the show notes as well right and facebook you know again just it's my name rosie aiello brilliant there are other rosies but yeah <laughs> but know, there's only know. one rosie aiello <laughs> so there you go but rosie thank you very much for taking the time to join me on the show i've really enjoyed it and it's lovely to to hear so many things that resonate with me um, I know that the the listeners are going to get some absolutely golden nuggets of information from that. So I just want to say thank you very much, and I wish you the greatest success. Well, thank you, and same to you, Jeff. It's just been a pure delight being with you and your and your listeners. Take care. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to, to suggest that we have on the show, or perhaps you want to give me feedback of, uh, of what you think about the show, then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk. I love hearing from you, and your feedback really does help me make the show better. So if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.